Hey, Dan, come and record the Drift Dad. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Drift Outfitters in downtown Toronto, Ontario. Drift Outfitters is your source for all things fly fishing. From waders and boots to threads and feathers, Drift has it all. Check in on their website for their latest updates and policies regarding shopping during the pandemic. Curbside pickups for your online and phone orders is a great way to get the gear you need. And they're shipping for free across Canada on orders over 100 bucks. Visit driftoutfitters.com to learn more. Driftoutfitters.com Welcome to another episode of So Fly. My name is Mitch, and of course we have Yelma. Hello, everyone, on this spooky Halloween night. Oh, wow. And we have Aldo. Wow. Quote the raven. Nevermore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Aldo. Hi. Uh, and yeah, as Yelma alluded to, this is a very special episode. Um, aren't, they, aren't they all special episodes? We say that every time. I always say that. But <laughs> this episode, though, is going to be a little different because this episode... Is in fact our Halloween special, the first Halloween special we have ever done. Ooh, spooky! I was huh? working in the lab late Whoa. one night. <laughs> no, not that song. Stop! <laughs> Stop! I hate it. Oh my gosh! Uh, do, you, do you have any? Um, do you have any sound effects? Halloween sound effects? Oh my Mitch? god! Do I have any good sound effects? This whole podcast is going to be spooky sound effects. It's just a, um, a sound effects podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's because uh, we asked listeners to send us their spooky outdoor or fishing related stories, and we got some good ones. Um, and we're going to actually hear a few of those today on the show. Um, and Yoma, of course, and all those stories will be all kinds of spooky sound effects. Um, even I've even got some scary fishing reel sounds. So we'll see ah. uh, see what that is, what that means. Um, and then uh, we've also got a special factor fishy segment from Yoma Ooh. in the back half of the show. Ooh. Um, and that's when uh, that's when Aldo, Yilma, and myself will chat fishing, and of course enjoy Yilma's Halloween factor fishies. Um, so thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you have a wonderful Halloween and can make uh, maybe even get out and enjoy some fishing. And uh, now on to some some spooky, scary stuff. Yilma, you scared? Uh, quivering. You sp- ah. Are you spooked? Ah. Now, don't be scared. Aldo, don't be scared now, baby. Ah. Hold right, me, Mitchy. Hold me. Let's, do- <laughs> let's get into this, baby. Ooh. The Bright Blue Tarp by Jordan Jordan was out one day fishing the backcountry of northern Ontario. It was early in the spring, the forest was waking up, and he was all alone. Excitement was high as he pushed into the woods in search of an epic fishing spot, of which there are many in this part of the world. He sipped his coffee from his Yeti mug as he made his way further from the access road. Up in northern Ontario, access roads are typically logging roads. Winding, slippery, bending gravel roads typically only traveled by heavy trucks pulling timber out of the woods. These access roads are remote themselves, barreling deep into untouched remote northern wilderness. The best fishing spots are usually off trails, which come from these access roads. You go remote, then you go even more remote. Jordan was doing just that, putting kilometers between himself and the access road. Here, there's no cans of Diet Coke or fast food wrappers. There's no plastic cutlery or traces of human destruction. He made his way to the water he was searching for. Icy, cold, water made exceptionally frigid from the spring runoff. 
These waters are perfect for brook trout fishing. He continued to wander through the bush along the riverside, looking for the perfect place to begin making casts. Between the greens and the browns of the forest colors, occasionally there'd be a patch of white, snow still clinging onto the wilderness floor after a long, harsh Ontario winter. But as his eyes scanned over the river and surrounding woods, one color stood out abruptly as unnatural, and not something you see in such a remote, desolate place. A bright blue tarp. He brushed it off as, hey, maybe some hunters left it behind, or it could even belong to a paddler who set up a quick shelter and forgot to bring it along. He, get ba- he gets back to what he came for, those hungry, early-season brook trout, holding in the fast, cold water. He fishes the water, snipping pockets as he lets the current carry his steps downriver, slowly, one after the other. All alone, Jordan fishes the water, focusing on the brookies. But, in the corner of his eye, he can't help but focus on that blurry blue tarp, that strange, random blue tarp, laying on the forest floor, out in the middle of absolute nowhere. He takes a few steps downriver and looks up at them again. Alone, fishing, he now notices there are two tarps. He shakes it off and keeps fishing. He changes flies, he adjusts his indicator, he makes a few casts and takes a few steps downriver, closer towards the tarps. He takes another cast, another step, he takes another cast, and one more step. He's now standing but 10 feet from the tarps on the banks of the rivers. He tries to ignore them, but has to take another. The water rushes by him, the only sound in an otherwise silent wilderness. Rushing water. Cold early spring, desolate northern Ontario. Jordan and these two blue tarps. He notices the tarps are set up and not simply discarded. They're neat. They're orderly. They're purposefully placed and actually wrapped around something. Ropes around the tarps keep the tarps tight to whatever they're covering. Jordan's heart begins to race. His vision starts to get a little blurry. He can't help feel as if something is around him, watching. He looks over his shoulder. He turns around quickly. Nothing. He looks back at the tarps. He takes a step back. He takes a step forward. He peers around the sides of the tarps and notices an empty bottle of pop and an empty bag of chips. Refuse left behind from some irresponsible campers. And under the tarps? Well, the ropes weren't actually holding anything down. What looked like neatly laid tarps was actually just Jordan's mind trying to convince him of something much worse. Too freaked out to keep fishing, Jordan turned around and beelined it out of the woods. Looking back, Jordan reckons it was nothing nefarious or spooky at all. But fishing alone, in this remote, cold, quiet place, what else could it possibly be? Our minds trick us when we're alone. The woods can become an eerie place, a place with an energy that has us feeling uncomfortable, or startled, or not alone. In reality, it's all in our heads. We play these games with ourselves because we're all alone, out in the middle of nowhere. We can't help but wonder. We can't help but speculate. We craft stories in our minds and let the moment take us away, to the point where we even run out of the woods, freaked it right out. As Jordan puts it, these scary stories we create on our very own, all alone fishing, are no more real than the flies on the end of our tippet. Tight lines, Jordan. Ian was fishing on the Laramie River with his friend. The two were chasing hungry trout and stumbling through the river, having a blast. It was a quiet fall day, the leaves were changing, and life was perfect. One of those simple days on the water with a buddy that goes down in the books as great. This day would in fact go down in the books as exceptional but it wasn't because of the fishing. 
Yes, the fishing was good, as it so often is on the river. But something much stranger happened. As Ian and his friend fished, they heard the leaves in the forest rumble and shake. They had no idea what it was, but couldn't ignore the violent shaking. Just then, a bull moose in the rut appeared from the forest. Scary? Yes. Actually scary. Not spooky scary. Run for cover scary. It didn't charge them, and they backed away carefully, finding a different route. Over the next hour, the moose continued to follow them. Eventually, it went away, although they were unsure where to. Needless to say, it made the walk back to the car terrifying. And then the moose appeared with a headless, with a headless rider on the back. Oh my God. No, no, no. Just kidding about the last part. But jeesh, a bull moose in the rut for sure. A spooky encounter. Be safe out there, people. This next story comes from listener Mike. And although this episode is purely for entertainment purposes, this story does talk about a real missing person event. And we tell the story with the utmost respect for the people involved with the incident. Dylan Muse disappeared on October 29th, two days before Halloween. He planned on walking into Kawartha Highlands Provincial Park, camping for two days as he didn't have to be back at work until the following Tuesday, uh, and then he would head back home just south of Buckhorn. Dylan was a spry young man who was well-versed in many outdoor activities, so this trip would have seemed routine for him. His usual destination for these sorts of trips involved hiking into Fair Lake, where there was a small clearing within eyesight of the lakeshore yet easily missed if someone wasn't exactly sure of it. Over the last few years prior to his disappearance, he'd have various encounters with wildlife. Everything from rutting bull moose tearing up his campsite, to black bears sniffing around his tent in the dead of night, fish-stealing mink, curious otters, beavers chewing down trees so close to him in the dark that he could hear their teeth clicking together. There wasn't much he hadn't seen. The circumstances of his disappearance are strange and variable because he never was found. No body recovered, no destroyed camp to indicate an attack from a wild animal. His Ford Escape wasn't where he normally parked, but it wasn't so far away from the usual parking spot that it might indicate foul play. There was no sign the vehicle had been broken into. Back then, cell phones were still a relatively new thing, and although he did have one, it was never found either. There was simply no reason to consider anything problematic beyond his mysterious disappearance. Dylan was an only child. His mother had died of cancer a couple years before his vanishing, and he'd left the family's dairy operation to pursue an engineering career, living on his own once the beginnings of that occupation came to fruition. His friends remember him as being outspoken, overwhelmingly kind, smart, and certainly well-rounded when it came to all things backcountry camping. He took it very seriously. So how could something like this happen to someone like that? How does someone simply vanish, vanish from the wilderness, a place they understand very well? Mike, the listener who submitted this story, remembers hearing about it from a friend at a Halloween party in Peterborough the same year Dylan went missing. Dylan had only been missing a couple days, but there was plenty of strange things happening already, like the lack of a thorough search party. Nobody could figure out why, and the press had been held back from any interviews or updates. 
No civilians were allowed to join the scant efforts of the authorities who were taking part in the search, most of which were heavily armed. Things, as far as anyone could tell, didn't add up. The first weekend of November rolled around. All talk about Dylan seemed to vanish just as strangely as he had. In fact, nobody out that way even really acknowledged his disappearance at all. There were no missing persons posters stapled to posts or the trunks of trees. Everything just went back to normal, and any thoughts of Dylan kind of faded, like the colors on the trees that fall. His camping gear was never recovered back there around Fair Lake, if that is even where he ended up. About a year later, a localized investigation once again turned up nothing. Reports from the initial search had said that tracking dogs had even been brought in, yet couldn't pick up his scent anywhere other than around his vehicle. The new investigation turned up just as much as the previous, next to nothing. Four years later, Mike decided to hike into the area, both to camp for a couple days, get a bit of upland hunting in before deer hunters overran the place, and of course to check out the last place Dylan Muse was thought to have ever been. The thought of someone vanishing into thin air out there, in an area Mike knows quite well, had stuck in the back of his mind since that Halloween party when he first heard about the story. The hike in was tough, with so much bushwhacking and doubling back to stay en route to Fair Lake, but eventually he ended up at the East End, slowly working his way around to the west side where allegedly Dylan's camp had been. A dry beaver pond was there, with crusty dry soil that split and aired out amongst shoots of tall grass. This, as far as Mike could tell, must be the spot. Or it was as good as any. Daylight began to fade into those short moments of twilight. Night crept in, and with it all came the theories of what might have happened to Dylan Muse out there on that dark, cold night. Mike has heard just about everything. Aliens. Hillbillies. A predatory black bear attack. Drowning. You name it. For whatever reason, Mike felt safer with the campfire roaring and illuminating the meadow around him, no matter how false the sense of safety may have been. Given that the next morning Mike would awake and spend a long day tromping around with a shotgun looking for rugged grouse, snowshoe hair, and evidence of Dylan's demise, getting an early start on the night's sleep would more than likely be the wisest thing to do, as the sun dipped and the woods became still, dark, quiet. In the dark, Mike wandered into his tent for the night, even though nothing had happened and even though the night was calm, clear, and bright, and peaceful, he began to get that sinking feeling that coming here alone might very well have been a terrible idea. He read for a while and then turned off his headlamp and slowly, very slowly, drifted off to sleep. The next morning there he was, ready to hunt, the fire still burning. He was hungry, but he always thought a hunter would hunt best on a light stomach, so he didn't have much for breakfast. A thick frost had settled across the bare landscape overnight, rendering the forest floor around the edge of the clearing loud with every step Mike took. The ensuing crunch of the leaves under boot sounded like a cannon bursting to life. Still, though, walking along the edge and into the first flush of a roughed grouse, the buckle of the shotgun against shoulder, and the inevitable miss, life seemed well and humble. He did not, however, miss the second grouse, which meant that breakfast had been acquired. That afternoon, after a brief nap, Mike ventured into the cedar swamp at the north end of the lake, with the promise of a snowshoe hare for dinner. Within the swamp, there's a small, very well-hidden creek, no more than four feet wide. It meanders down into Fair Lake from north in the highlands, where it starts as a slight trickle. 
The plan for the afternoon was to work the cover where the woods and swamp met in a northwood direction to the creek's origins, or until a hair materialized. Confident that one would show, Mike counted on braised hair being on the menu for dinner. Setting out and reaching the creek, he moved north through blowdowns, thickets, stands of spruce pine, and willow saplings, long after the sun had burned off the last of the night's frost. He walked slowly, his eyes scanning left and right. Snowshoe hair quite enjoys slipping around the hunter's flanks unseen, and then circling back behind and into the place they had originally been startled from. One hour turned into two. Before he knew it, he was two or three miles from the relative safety of his camp. Realizing this, he looked at his watch, hoping that he'd have enough time to get back to camp before he'd be bushwhacking his way in the dark. The watch, old and scratched all to hell, let him know that if he hustled, it might be possible. Away Mike went, working his way methodically south. It was then that the trouble started. At one point, the cedars jut into these weird finger-like shapes that made them appear to dig into the rest of the forest. Overgrown and difficult to whack through, the trees extended into a swamp about 30 yards long by about 10 yards wide. As Mike approached this jagged cedar swampy area, he noticed something he hadn't seen on the way through earlier, an old, torn-up, moldy sweater. It stopped him in his tracks, and he studied it from a distance. It was hung on the broken limb of a pine, and though no wind had so much as rustled a single leaf all day, the shredded garment was gently swaying. Mike froze, his body reacting to this strange swaying sweater. He felt flush and a shiver down his spine. He slowly looked left and right in search of other things that might give this sweater an explanation. He saw nothing and continued on with haste. He got back to camp, made something to eat, and eventually went to bed. That night, Mike was woken up by a voice in the woods near the lake. It was someone a stone's throw away from his tent talking to themselves. Mike, confused by who might be outside his tent in the backwoods in the middle of the night, remained motionless and simply listened for a moment, trying to gather any information about what they're doing. The talking, murmuring, went on for what Mike figures was 15, maybe 20 minutes. The talking would be loud and then fade to almost nothing. It would become loud again and would fade away. Sometimes it sounded like someone muttering a song. He would also hear branches breaking, leaves being stepped on as if someone was walking. Let's be clear about where Mike was, the middle of the woods, a solid hike into the spot. There were no hiking trails anywhere near the site Mike was camping, the site where Dylan was last figured to have been. Mike thought for a moment because hunting season was underway, maybe someone had gotten lost. He dressed quickly, grabbed his headlamp, and got out of the tent. He stood up and turned on his light just in time to hear brush snapping out by the lake, maybe 50 yards away from him. Dense cedar blocked his view, but he could hear something. He called out for whoever or whatever might have been out over that way, but no response ever came. In an instant, the talking went away. The branches stopped cracking, and the night went back to its unapologetic quietness. Mike just stood there, listening. He crawled back into his tent, laid down, and took some time once again to drift back to sleep.
The next morning, Mike ventured towards the lake to see if there were any signs of whatever had busted the brush or whoever may have been talking. There was, of course, nothing. No signs of anyone or anything having been back there with him. Not a broken branch, no footprints, no signs of movement, nothing. To Mike, it had all seemed so real, but he chalked it up to a lucid dream or something of that nature. What else can you do after something like that, alone in the woods? On the hike out, when he was almost to the access point, Mike ran into a group of folks looking for the exact same spot where he had just camped, reassuring them that if they found the lake, they'd find the clearing. With a nod and an exchange of smiles, they went their separate ways. He got back to his car by the afternoon and headed home with the night's vivid events still playing out over and over in his head. Mike has never gone back to that spot since. He can't be sure what time it was when he woke up that night of the talking, the cold, dark, and very calm night, but Mike knew for sure he had heard a voice. He's unsure if the voice was real or if it was the product of a dream, but he's forever perplexed by just how real the talking was that night. He's confused by what happened and what he heard, that lone voice in the middle of the night, the voice of a young man not too far away. You won't find much in the way of memorial for Dylan Muse. Every couple years, someone erects a cross with his name, placing it along the highway where he normally parked his Ford, yet nobody seems sure of who puts it up. It shows up in October, and by the following spring, it's gone again. A quarry company bought the family farm where his dad died, and a deep pit now sits where Dylan had grown up. A Google search reveals nothing about him, his disappearance, or the efforts to find him. It is to this day one of the strangest things Mike has ever heard about the Kawartha Lakes area, and something that he thinks about every year as Halloween approaches. The next story comes from Birdie in Wales. Birdie writes, Over here we, f- we fish for sea-run brown trout at night with streamers, mouse patterns, and wet flies. One night, one night I arrived at the river near my house late at night, about 9 p.m. My plan was to fish late into the dark. When you wade in total darkness, all your senses are heightened. You see things that aren't there. It's spooky. It's a spooky time to fish. And I was a bit on edge. Anyway, I was done fishing a pool and decided to climb up the steep bank out the river. My eyes had gotten used to it, used to the dark, so I didn't want to switch on my head torch on. I climbed through the bushes and up a steep bank out the river. Well, wouldn't you know it, right in front of me was a bench with a man sitting on it. I must have startled the living heck out of this guy. He looked white as a sheet, and he totally freaked out. Here is this nice man sitting on a bench by the water and up from in front pops the stranger from the river suddenly turns out I was a scary one in this story I cracked up thinking about him telling his mates in the pub that some weirdo climbed up out of the river at night dang birdie you're gonna kick off some kind of urban legend of the nighttime river walker tight lines folks 
Today's episode is brought to you in part by Gills Fly Fishing International. Gills Fly Fishing International provides the destination fly fishermen with the best personalized trip planning and booking experiences possible. And they run FFI Magazine, an online fly fishing magazine with articles from your favorite fly fishing writers. The magazine is filled with tips, trips, and tightline stories to get you jacked for your next adventure out on the water. Visit flyfishinginternational.com to learn more. That's flyfishinginternational.com. Wow, those are some spooky stories. Very creepy. Hey? Yeah, very creepy. Pretty um, scary pretty scary, scary things happening out there in the on the water. Mm. I can totally relate with uh, I know I read it, but I can totally relate with Jordan's story. <clears throat> yes. Of just like finding stuff in the woods and then you start your mind starts inventing a story around it and then you start getting oh, yeah. you, you just make yourself scared. I mean, oh, yeah. for all the backcountry camping and fishing trips we've taken, like Oh yeah. Oh actually, you know, we didn't mention this on Tamisha's podcast, but we were all yeah. by the fire on the very last night, and um, somebody, I won't mention who, because I can't remember, <laughs> Yeah, but somebody thought they saw eyes on the other side, on the other bank, opposite yeah. from us, like uh, like three sets of eyes, and, and they were like, oh, we're like, oh, are they deer? Is it a wolf? What can it be? Yeah. And then in the morning, there was, tr- there was three tree stumps. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it was like at the, all. the moonlight so, or the light hitting it a certain yeah. way. So one, we all need glasses, and two, but it's funny how your mind does like when you're in the woods because it's unfamiliar, right? That you just start inventing all these scenarios in your head. So that was an awesome story. Yeah. And also, I bumped into Jordan on the river yesterday, and he's a super, super nice guy, and uh, oh, wow. we had a great chat, and we actually fished for a bit together, and uh, and that was really cool. So it's cool to get to read his story because I literally saw him yesterday. Oh wow! There you go. Yeah. Look at that. So there we go. And yesterday really is like yesterday because uh, we're recording the show um, on October 29th. So, you know, and it's coming out on Halloween. So, it's again, very timely content. We're right on the yeah. money, right on the ball with the stuff. Which is good because it's spook- spooky season. Yum, are you well, spooky? Are you spooked? Are you, are you scared? You, you know what? Uh, yeah, yeah, all week I've been watching out? scary movies. What have you been watching? Uh, well, the first one was uh, Coraline. Mm. And then I did Coraline. The Conjuring. And mm, then I on. did, uh, what's the one with Bette Midler that I love so much? Hocus Pocus? Hocus Pocus. That was the- Ah, uh, Hocus Pocus. The, oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a scary one. Let me tell you. What <laughs> yeah. is your scariest memory from fishing? What's your scariest yeah. fishing story? Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to tell, tell one of them later, actually. Oh, uh, you mean actually, like in two, a factor two, fishy? Yeah, in the factor okay, fishy segment. Don't, don't allude to anything. Two, don't oh. allude. Don't allude, because then we'll know. Because then we'll know. We can't know. It's a ah. the whole point of the the game. Okay. Is well, to then be you know scared. what? Let's just get it. Let's just get into it then, and then we'll talk just about jump it. Jump right after. in. Yeah. Okay. Let's jump into the factor fish. So we we haven't had a factor fishy in a while, but it's the Halloween special. Yilma's whipped up a couple scary factor fishies. So um, here we go. Let's do. Do we have let's a theme right song, now. Mitch? Yeah. Fact, fact or fishy. fishy. Halloween edition. Ooh. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh, <laughs> that's my Halloween sound effect as a wolf, a werewolf. That's awesome. Uh, you almost like getting that. a little bit of wine there before he dumps. You mean blood? Stuff. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you mean blood? You mean blood? Yes, he's drinking little, blood. He's got some blood juice, <laughs> and he's. Whoa, oh he's no, a he's a vampire. Elma's a vampire. 
I love Jeez vampires. Louise, I'm so freaked out. Because they're all about love. Talk about it. Okay, I'm, exci- so, I'm excited for. I'm excited. Factor fishy. Here we go. Here we so, go. Okay, here we go. I've got five. Do we want to? Do you want me to read all five? Well, yeah. Let's go one by one. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Per norm. All right. <laughs> per normal. Factor fishy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the first one. You got is five. Called... Let's just do. Let's just do one. Let's just do one. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. And why, why do you guys call me dumb again? Okay. So oh, come on. I'm just Yo, kidding. Yeah, I'm self-deprecating say? humor. Please come like on. me. Oh my God! Someone like me. Jesus okay. Christ. Right. Uh, this one's called Strangers in the Fog. Ooh, scared. I'm already <laughs> scared. I am scared. Please. I peered out the. I pe- Oh my God! I peered out my window that October night. The fog had settled over eastern Long Island, and I couldn't barely see past the window itself. Although I hesitated, I still did not let the soup deter me from wading into Mauritius Bay and fishing that night. Driving soup. to the Coast Guard station soup? was slow and hazardous. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it said. That's what Oh God! I okay, keep keep, keep keep going. We'll we'll make fun of it later. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, driving to the Coast Guard station was slow and hazardous. Visi- visibility was zero. The night was still, and lack of <laughs> and the lack of my visible moon lost in the fog gave it a darker than black feel. That coupled with the fact that I could not see my outstretched hand began to unsettle me and get my mind to wandering. As I walked up the road from parking lot to water's edge, the sad fact of my location came into mind. This was the road that all the Flight 800 wreckage came up. This was the road that all those poor souls' bodies came, had come to. I shook the tragedy from my mind as I entered the dark, swirling water. Ever so slowly, I waded out to chest level and proceeded the hundred yards to my spot. As I arrived, I, pre- I prepared to fire off my first cast when I turned to my right, coming face to face with a man no more than three feet away. We looked at each other and screamed simultaneously. They must have heard us for miles. When we regained our composure, we had a good laugh. After we introduced ourselves, we began to fish. I asked him what he thought of the fog. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit, he said. And then I asked him if he was from the area. When he didn't reply, I turned towards him, but he was no longer there. I fled the water that light that that night, and I never f- fished there again. <laughs> Factor Ooh, motherfucking fishy. Oh man, that actually Jesus. in the end there it, it did get in spooky. Okay, so I did some quick fact checking here. Um, yeah. The f- what what they're referencing is the TWA flight eight hundred in nineteen ninety six. Um, Trans World Airlines. Uh, it was a Boeing 747 that exploded due to the fuel tank exploding. Jesus. Um, and it crashed into oh, well, the water and, uh, and it killed everybody on board, o- over Good 200 Lord. people. So um, sorry if anybody is reading this and is related to anybody in that tragedy. Um, Crazy. But that's wild. Everybody died. Mm-hmm. Um uh, which actually does Jeez. set a pretty creepy ghostly tone for yeah. this soupy story. Yeah, what was mm-hmm. the soup? What was the soup? There's some gra- grammatical errors probably in that <laughs> front. 
So what was the actual word? But here, here's the thing. Like, you know, as I'm <laughs> reading these stories, some of them yeah, are, okay. are fact, um, but they're ghost stories. So are they even fact? That's... Okay, so... That's, yeah. Right. Okay. That's cool. really... That's tough. So really close true. notes, this guy goes fishing in the fog. Um, the time right, right, right where t- 200 people died in a plane crash. He's yeah. fishing with somebody, he, or, he, or he's fishing. He encounters somebody? Thing? Thing? Uh, they have a good Entity? chuckle because they scare each other. But then when he asks him where he's from, um, the figure is no longer there. So it's So he was fishing with a ghost. Correct. All right. So, factor fishy being, you know, like, did this? Did someone other than Yilma make the story up? Because yeah, Yilma, yeah. ghosts and stuff like that. You know, we'll, exactly. Who knows? We'll leave that up to everybody at home. I listening. choose to believe in ghosts. I I, I like the idea of ghosts. Okay. I think it's okay. kind of fun. I like the entertainment value of it too. Mm-hmm. I will say. Mm-hmm. I like. I, I could deal. Uh, I could you know, you know go without a beat like poltergeist trying to like I don't know, break things yeah. around my house or possibly kill me. But I think it's like kind of, it's kind of fun thinking there's spirits in the world yeah yeah i'll go with, i'll go with, I'll go with fact believe. no all this is yeah i choose not i'm gonna say fact that this actually happened to this person that that they went fishing they thought they were speaking to a human and potentially um yeah i'm gonna go with fact fact this Mitch. story happened whether or not ghosts exist who knows but mm-hmm. this happened to this person okay yeah i don't think yelma whipped this story up there's no way he whipped the story up no, he doesn't eat soup. There's no way. I've never no seen way Yilma Yilma eat was soup like, once. There's no way Yelma was like, oh, okay, plane crash in the ocean. I'm going to make a fishing horror story. I don't buy it. Fact. This is a fact. Yeah. Well, you know me well. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was really hoping you were going to say, no, Spooky. I was fishy. Could, I made that up, blah, blah, blah. Could, could uh, right you know, on. that, I like that story. You could, you know, if, um, yeah, I like that's a good that's a good fishing ghost story. You're going striper fishing. That was a good fishing ghost story. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. but prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I need, I need I need a good fishy creative fishing ghost. But don't story. read I'm a fishy one right away because no, don't read a fishy no. one right away. I'm just well, going. I mean, to I'm just, just, going, I'm just, just going by the list. Or do. I'm just <laughs> going go by, by the list. list. Go by the list. Okay, okay. 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 Let's see what the second one is. Okay. So second fact of fishy. Yeah. I'm calling this no. one Esnagomi. Sorry. No. Whoa. Well, Esna ghost me is what I tried to say. Esna ghost me. Esna ghost me. Okay, wait, wait, wait. This one's about Esnagami. Yeah, it happened. Oh, that directly oh, involves. Directly involves Aldo and me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, won't we know if this is fact or fishy? No, no, you wouldn't because okay. I was with Adis at the time, and I'm not sure if I told you this. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. Plus, everybody at home is really the people playing here. So yeah, let's exactly. go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> after a long day of, after a long day of fishing for brook trout, it was time to mosey along home. In, in an undisclosed was... location. <laughs> <laughs> and Yuma has a ghost encounter. Doesn't tell us on it on the fishing trip. Okay. forget. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. Um, Maybe he did. Maybe he's traumatized by it. I don't know. Okay. I was. Uh, it was at the time. Go. Or was I? I'm sorry. I keep derailing. No, you don't know. You don't know. After a long day of fishing brook trout, it was time to mosey along home. The sky was getting dark and the temperature was dropping. As we jumped back into the Cedar Strip boats, we motored home to the mouth of Esnagami Lake. The water was glass and still, almost eerie to the feel, with a cold chill on my bones. 
As we continued, I noticed a little ripple about 20 feet in front of the boat. The ripple is about two feet in radius, just to kind of understand the size of it. Mm -hmm. As we moved closer to it, it started moving, but very fast, yeah. as, it, as if it was watching us. As if something was hovering above the water that we couldn't see with our very own eyes. It wasn't a swell. It wasn't as if something was below the water. It was as if some small helicopter was gently landing above the water. Then so all of like a sudden, a, like a, it disappeared. Like a drone or something. A drone or some kind of It wasn't of, a uh, drone. Video it's almost equipment. as though Adis was flying his You're drone. ruining the story. They're ruining oh, okay. the story. Oh, no. It's a punchline. It's a punchline. Sorry. I know. Going, it is a punchline. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> then all of a sudden, it disappeared. The water with a... The water with a flick of a switch went back to glass. That's it. That's the story. What was it? What was this thing, this ghostly creature that something was hovering around the water? It was like circling. It was like as if something was floating above the water. Fact or fishy? Oh. Like fact as in that's what you, you saw that at Esnagami Lodge? <laughs> like yeah. is, that the fa is that the fact or fishy part of it? The fact of issues of this story, if this, what I said, happened. Oh. So you were in a boat. Let we, me yeah. let me just Itis. recap this. With Idis and yeah. the guide. Yeah. And in front of you, when you guys got to the mouth of the river, the lake there, was mm -hmm. a like, wind coming down from the skies and touch, kissing the top of the lake to create yeah. this ripple effect. Yeah. Almost like a drone kind of moving water. Yes. But there was no drone. There was no drone. <laughs> okay. So oh, it was just okay. Okay. this, this was bubbling this, yes, this strange was, kind of yeah. almost like wind hitting the water. Yeah. Not to but, be confused but with the more, wine. more on more unnatural than wind, obviously, because obviously. if it was just wind, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't just, be memorable. It wouldn't be. It would just be wind. This you really this happened to you and Idis? Yeah. So it's fact. Okay. <laughs> That's oh, so fuck. You just blew it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're so bad at this. Never, That's awesome. Never commit a murder. You'll be found out yeah, yeah, yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah, I know. Did you do it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh <geez. laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, okay. yeah. It's a it's fact. Fucking, uh, sorry, excuse my language. Um, so, we were, we, were, we were being guided by, this is when we went, Adis and I went, Adis and I went to, went on the day trip to fish to with rookies river, yeah. with was this first first trip or second trip this is second this trip year or this year this year yeah mm -hmm. with um ethan uh, ethan and ethan he even saw it and he's he started saying stuff about like oh it's the windigo you know it happens ah. like you just don't question it and he was freaking trying to freak me out he obviously didn't wasn't trying to be he's like oh it's just the wind yeah 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 so it was actually like a really weird thing that happened like you saw it and you were like what the hell is that yeah, yeah, pretty like, much. Were you, you were you were scared. We were. Or I was. Were I was spooked up because it was like no. I, all this was happening. Like I was like okay. So I felt all the chills. I just saw it too, and we were just like, oh, what the hell was that? And I was just like freaked out. And then Freaky. Ethan started bringing out Weird. some sp spooky stories in his head to kind of like mm. make me even more mess scared. With mess with me. Mm. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, like it was just out of, it was just weird. It was. And then we came back, and we actually told Aldo, but Aldo was like, was it just the wind? <laughs> right. you know could have been it could have been like uh you know an otter underneath the water it could have been but it just didn't act like that it was like a perfect circle weird and it was just but was it was probably like half in the bag man like sorry <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> but it looked 
it looked like weird enough that you guys were all like, oh, yeah, I was freaked out. I was freaked out until I had some scotch when I got back to the lodge. Wow, there you go. Well, fact, everybody, but that's a cool story. Yeah, Yeah, it is a cool story. And actually, you know what? Some weird stuff does happen in Asagami. Eric Lund was It's true. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. Calling this one (laughs) Ghost On. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, Ghost On. Ghost Ghost On. on. Like Ghost Ontario. Like Fish On. Or Ghost Ontario. (coughs) Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This story begins on a little stream at sundown. The weather was warm. The conditions were perfect for a little dry fly fish. Alone on, alone on the stream, John, spelt J-O-N, a frequent <laughs> angler. <laughs> what? <laughs> freak, I don't know. A frequent no angler. No H for this, no, John. No H. No H for this, John. A frequent angler to these parts started casting casting from the bank to some pockets where he knew fish were going to be holding. He couldn't see very clearly as the light lessened and lessened and and the night sky came in. Mm. A few casts later, he heard a splash and felt the tug. Fish on! (laughs) He fought the fish for about three minutes and finally brought it to shore. He was stoked to net it, thinking it would be at least 24 inches. He took his net out and with and and with the bit of light left started to take a closer look. At this time at this time the fish was still pulling. He then proceeded to net it, but to his surprise nothing was there. The hook oh. Yeah, the hook was still wow. in the water and his line was taut. No splashes and no fish to be seen. Just constant pulling of his line. As he paused for a moment, as he as he tried to get a sorry, as he tried to get a closer look to see what was going on, the tug stopped mm-hmm. and the dry flight floated to the surface. Whoa. He paused for a moment and stepped back. The warm air turned to a cold, which sent chilled chills to his down his spine. John, oh my an, God, with, spelt without the H, <laughs> grabbed his things and ran to <laughs> ran for his life to his car. Later that week, though. John stumbled yeah. on some old news clippings. Mm. And the headline read, Man dies fishing on stream. Body never found. John has never fished Whoa. that stream again. Fact or fishy? Whoa. Whoa. Although recap it for me, baby. <clears throat> okay, so J- John without the H is, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a nice evening. He's, he's on the stream. It's dry fly time. It's a nice warm evening. He's staying out a little bit later because that's when the big browns come out. We all know that. And he lands a beautiful cast, sees the fish take, fighting the fish, fighting the fish. It's coming in. He's got the net out. He nets the he nets the fish. But there's nothing there. It's a ghost fish? But no. His ghost line fish. is still pulling. His line is still pulling. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get a look. He's like, what's going on here? This fish is still running. Then he tries to go in, and all of us. He tries to go like get a closer look, closer yeah. inspection. John without the H, and then all of a sudden, the fish or whatever it was lets go. Dry fly floats to the surface. John is freaked out because he thinks it's a ghost fish. Yeah. But then later, ghost he fish. reads he reads the newspaper, and they got the body thing, and um, and he f- and Dang. Yeah, he finds out that somebody had died. 
in that part of the river. So perhaps so, it was this the ghost the of this person tugging on the was. line, and it wasn't a fish at all. Or it was or, a fish. Or it was just a fish fish. <laughs> Is that possible? No, because, <laughs> because he tried to net it, right? Right, yeah, right, 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 yeah, yeah, and then after he netted it, like netted it, it wasn't there, but it was still pulling. Does John without the H have depth perception problems? A... An H? <laughs> Goss. This is a Goss story. Does he have depth perception problems? He wear glasses. This guy. Oh, uh, that's funny. As far as you know, you know that he spells his name without an H. We must know more about this guy. I'm trying not to Contact talk lenses. because I don't want to. I've already ruined. So, in terms of the facts. factor fishy, is this is this a real story? That again, this isn't. Did again, this happen yeah. or not? Because all of these are up for speculation. They're ghost stories. Did this? With, did Yilma make this up or not? Is basically what this factor yeah. fishy is. Exactly. Um, I'm gonna say this is a fact. I'm gonna say this is F I S H Y fishy because so. Yilma doesn't know how to spell John. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like uh, I think it's just kind of, you know, feels like something maybe Yelma would would write. Ghost fish, oh you know, dead God. guy, blah blah blah. What does that mean? I don't know. It just feels Yelma. I know him too well, so I don't know. It was you know a me. ghost fish. <laughs> <laughs> also, like I'm hearing the noises in the back of my house while I'm writing yeah. these stories. I'm just like, eh. oh, you getting freaked out? Oh, wee Man, if Yelma like had someone in like a like a trout ghost costume run out at the end of this. Episode, I would be so happy if he did that kind of planning. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Can you imagine? And he's exceeding like it right now. He's like, "Oh, I'm so scared." Um, <laughs> we just see Yana. a we just we just see a knife. Yeah. Raised <laughs> behind Yelma, it's like, no, yeah. he's in the house. John Bethany H is in your house right now. Held oh. by a big flipper. You know they made they made a, a Scream fin. Four that's coming out. Look at the heck out of here. Are you serious? Yeah. Anyways. Uh, anyway, so All right, what Yelma. is it? What is it, Yelma? What is it? It's fishy. fishy fact. Oh. oh, you don't know how to spell John. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so why why John without the H? Why did, did you incorporate uh, that? One detail? of my good friends, his name's John. I know you guys don't think I have other friends, but I do. Oh. John, eh? Well, sorry about <laughs> ripping into John without the H. John without the H much. But why, uh, still, why write that detail, though? I don't know. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Because it would kind of maybe make it feel more real. Yeah, maybe. I was trying to like be, yeah. But Well, okay, man. That was a good story. That was kind of cool. The fish, the, the ghost fish. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ghost trout. It's great. So I far, it. I like the airplane one the most. Because like, that one, like, <coughs> it's a good story. But that's pretty oh, scary. I got oh, two yeah. more. Okay, well, lay it on us. Okay, let's go. All right. This one is called Phantom Casters. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, Phantom Caster, Phantom, oh, yeah. Phantom Casters, Casters. for <laughs> the return of of the Phantoms. The Phantoms. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, take it away. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I, I was fishing. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was fishing yep. the first beach at Sandy Hook in Jersey. One late September. When okay. I got to the parking lot and not another car in sight, I set up soaking clams on two rods before sunup. As the pre-dawn light began to show over the horizon, a thick bank of fog rolled in. 
Slack tide and zero wind. Very peaceful, but not expecting anything spectacular. Suddenly, about 500 seagulls that had been resting on the roof of the bath house lifted into the air and began bath to house. dive. Bath yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep going. Sorry, sorry. It was a, it was a misspelled boathouse. Lifted okay. into the, lifted into the <laughs> very different things. Yes, yeah, very sorry. different things. <laughs> <laughs> the boat house. Okay, big boat house. Five hundred seagulls. Jesus Christ. Big boat house. Boat house lifted into the air and began to dive noisily into the surf. The fog was so thick I couldn't see them. It's fog again. Yeah. Fog again. <laughs> but I could hear them. Okay. Gee, there's noises in my house. What the fuck? Get out of my house. Okay. <laughs> we live in an apartment building. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, where was I? The fog was so thick I couldn't even see them, but I could hear them, not 20 yards off the beach. Figuring a blitz of snappers, I sent a three-ounce hook <laughs> And bait popper <laughs> into the fog and immediately came tight <laughs> on what turned into to be what turned out to be a twelve pound alby. I pulled a three ounce hook. <laughs> I wrote this one really quickly. As I was fighting this fish, the fog began to lift and I could see I was surrounded by twenty five to thirty other surf casters. I had no clue how the how they suddenly appeared. As this stretch of beach is wide open, huh. as it, uh, yeah, yeah. So I would have seen them before the fog came in. Is basically it. No one spoke, and only sounds were screaming gulls and dr- and drags, as we all enjoyed a rare mix of blues and albies for the next thirty minutes in the classic fall blitz. As the action died down, the fog rolled in again, and I appeared to be alone again. Since I was tired and a little spooked by the morning's events, I packed up my gear and handed, headed back to the parking lot, just like when I arrived. Mine was the only car there. Whoa. I have wow. No, uh, whoa. Whoa, whoa. So they all walked? Wait. <laughs> I have no idea where the other fishermen came from or how they disappeared to this day. Mm. I'm not entirely convinced they were actually there. Fact or fishy. Fact or fishy. All right, so homeboy shows up to the... Homeboy gets there. He goes to the bathhouse first, obviously. And then... uh, Next stop, the boathouse, where he's (laughs) going to do some fishing. (laughs) Starts fishing. Nobody's fog there. rolls in. Nobody's there. Fog, this, the reoccurring fog rolls in. Um, yeah. All of a sudden, he's surrounded by uh, a, surf, a football team of, of of surf casters, and they're catching um, blues and and albacore, um, snappers and, stuff. and snappers. It's a very very eclectic mix of fish. Very eclectic mix of fish. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then uh, when the fog goes away, they go away. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, pretty much. But I mean, that wasn't stated in the story. I mean, I think he went back to his he car. He left. He dipped. Oh, he left he before like, the fog yeah. lifted. He was freaked out. And he's he like, I got to get, get out of here. 
Were they, quick stop were, at the bathhouse. Were they all in the bathhouse, maybe? Quick stop the at the bathhouse. Boat house. <laughs> maybe they were all in the boathouse. Well, at the bathhouse. So <sighs> I'm saying this is fact, and I'm saying it now. I'm saying this that is someone fact. Said, somebody said this story. Yeah, the story. Yeah. Has Whether it happened or not, fact. who's to say? Yes. But yeah. um, I'm going to go fact. Yilma did not make this up. No. Yeah, you're right. I'm really blowing at this. <laughs> you guys no, are no, crushing it. No, no, it's okay. It. It's just we no, know you have no idea what blues yeah. and albacores are. So I know what albacores and blues and are. Oh my god! I fish before Sandy I fly fish. Where is, where is Sandy Hook? Where is Sandy Hook? Like it's that's in New a, Jersey. That's like a. It's like a known where, surf casting where place. Is New right? Jersey, where is New Jersey? Where is? Don't joke. It's we all know it's in England. <laughs> Yelma. Yelma. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No. Um, okay, good. Okay, good story. Fog-related um, stories in the Freaky New Jersey, New, New York area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's hear the last. This is the last one? This is yeah, the last one. Fine. Aldo, this is the climax, okay. okay? Because this, and the reason why I call it the climax, because Aldo, it, it's directed towards you and something I'm really sorry that I didn't tell you, but I, I'll explain why later. Okay. So, Aldo. Okay. Is this where I find out, like, you killed somebody I know. I'm sorry I didn't tell you this earlier. <laughs> sorry I didn't tell you this earlier. I mean, I'd also like to know this. <laughs> All right, here we go. Did something weird happen to me, and you're just t- this is how you decided to tell me? Okay, it's not even a factor fishing. It's not even a factor fishing. It is no, it is a factor fishing. What do you mean? Although the wind to go I hit your, on you. <laughs> I hit your jeep. I hit your jeep when I left your house. I did hit his pretty torqued. And, and I told I you. Go. And I told you it was a deer, but it wasn't a deer. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. Bye. All right, let's go, Yama. Yeah, All right, factor fishy. This one I'm calling no bull. Okay. Well, so I never told you this, although because I was too scared, but also I wouldn't think you would believe me if I told you. Okay, so, so remember that. <laughs> can you can you st- can you just let it's me finish? Fact. I know, but I mean, like, okay, okay, it's go, go on, go on, go on. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Scary story. If nothing else, it's a scary story. Okay, I gotta start. You gotta cut that out, Aldo. We can't cut anything out. I can't edit. Ah, I have no yeah, ability yeah. to edit. Okay, Absolutely yeah. no ability. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I never told you this, Aldo, but because I was too scared, but also I wouldn't <laughs> think you'd believe me. Okay. So remember this remember the story. So exactly, it's fact. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Fine. It's fucking fact. Remember the, <laughs> remember <laughs> that remember that <laughs> And that's fact or fishy everybody. Ah! All right. Good good segment. Good segment. Everybody at home, thank you so much for listening and uh we'll see you guys later. Board. No, 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 no. But see, okay. All right, let's even go. Though fishy, even though Factor Fishy is over, this sounds like it's going to be weird and Yeah, scary. let's talk scary stories. Let's okay, go. Okay, so, yeah, later right, on, what right, happened? Right. What is this about? I'm so intrigued. I'm, I'm okay, literally okay. like, I'm actually intrigued. I'm like, all I right. want to know what's going on here. Cool, cool, cool. So, remember that story Kessler told us about uh, in Tobago, about the dude who came cl- from Florida who came close to a, a bull, shark, bull shark and hit it with the butt of his fly fishing rod? Well, Kessler said that that bull shark was never to be seen again. Well, that's not true. Remember when you, Andy, and I were fishing the Atlantic side, right, mm-hmm. for bones and permit? Mm-hmm. And um, that moment where, like, our backs were kind of turned towards, like, the depth, we were facing just one direction. Mm-hmm. Well, the, that 12-foot bull, sh- bull shark brazed my leg. And I looked down, and I kicked it because I, c- I kicked it, not because I was scared. I kicked it because it was coming directly towards you. 
and Kester saw the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and then and that's the that's the reason why he's like, all right, let's get out. But Kester's like, you can't say anything because he wants like returning guests. He's like superstitious. You know how superstitious he is. He's like weird and superstitious. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's so superstitious. He's so superstitious. So he, he gave me, he, he's like, listen, I'll give you a sage reel just to keep your mouth quiet for a little bit. I never got the sage reel. So sage I'm, telling, I'm telling you right now. Hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pack up. Let's pack There's up. a lot to unpack here. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let's go. Tobago. We're back in Tobago. You guys okay, are. so it's the last day, fishing day, right? Yeah. We're fishing the Atlantic side. We've been fishing the Caribbean side. We're in, you know... Uh, I mean, we're in really shallow, clear water until the tide comes in. And when the tide comes in, allegedly is when the sharks come in. Or I guess apparently they do. And then, so Kester at one point was just like, okay, let's let's get out of here. You know, the water's getting dirty and it's getting a little high. And yeah. We need to get out of here. So I'm fishing with Andy. Yilma's yeah. fishing with Kester, I guess. I, I can't even remember at this point. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that that's what's happening. Yeah, you, but then you came yeah. because I had a bone on. And so you came a little yes. closer. Yeah. I came closer to, to yeah, you had that fish on mm-hmm. and, you know, hope, you know, I was like, I, we had the cameras out. We're hoping we're landing yeah, yeah. and whatever. You're telling me that Yilma Campbell, the guy who's scared at the idea of a, <laughs> of a bear, at the idea of there being bears on earth, looked down. <laughs> Do you know how long 12 feet is? 12 feet is Do you know that's huge. two of you, right? Like your six foot one or whatever. Yeah. So let that's a let, big let me get this two. straight. Let me get uh, uh, the sh- <laughs> uh, uh, I knew you were gonna say something sh- weird like that. Um, the shark hit your leg. So the shark hit your leg, or you saw the shark and you kicked it? I ki- it was coming for you, man. I kicked it. I saved your life. It was coming for you. <laughs> How do you know it was coming for me? It was coming yeah. directly. His, his head was pointed at you. Fuck. And you me. kicked it. Are you, you didn't fucking s- kidding me? <laughs> you didn't say anything. <laughs> and you didn't say anything, Yelma. You silently kicked it. You didn't say, Oh, don't run. You didn't freak out. But what a good yell. story. What a good story I did. That no, it's fake as fuck, but like I, it's pretty good though. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, he got us, it's fishy. It's fishy. He, d- he flipped the script on Thank us. Thank God, because I was about to never go to Tobago what was, again. What was the story Kester had about the shark hitting it with his rod? Oh, do you want to tell? I'm th- I've talked a lot. Oh, um, he just said that he was fishing the Atlantic side one time and he saw uh, a, a, ge- a guest bull. he was guiding. Um, um, wow, that was actually a really good factor fishy. I'm just thinking about it. Nice one, Yoma. You faked yeah. us out. Thanks, man. Faked yeah. us out, man. Totally faked us out. Nice one. I mean, I, I, mean, I was kind of on. I think I was kind of on to you at being outside of that, you know, incident. Um, what do you mean? It could have been something about Yelma kicking a shark. I know, but it was it was of course it's of course it's unbelievable. It's yeah. But at the same time, I was like, well, you know, like that a lemon, a lemon shark did swim like basically through my legs. Yeah. Earlier that, that wow. week, that did happen. Yeah. That did happen. Yeah. And, and Kester was uh, probably a superstitious guy and was yeah. like, yo, don't say anything. Oh, exactly. he's very superstitious. Very superstitious. Yeah. But then so, we. Um, so anyway, yeah. So the the story so the story goes, and this is actually pretty freaking scary. Is yeah. he was one of his guests? Yeah, there was a bull shark behind him, booped him in the <laughs> nose with the butt of his rod, or so Kester says. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um and the the shark effed off. 
Yeah, sharks, man. No thanks. Jeez. I don't know if lemon sharks actually do anything to you, but like, you know, even if it nipped my, you know, ankle, I'd I'd be out. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You'd be torqued. I was fishing. Yeah, we were fishing. um, We were fishing the beach. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the an- like literally like I think just past ankle deep water, and then yeah. I see and I'm watching the surf for we were spotting s- permit in the surf, like as yeah. the surf would, like okay so if you can picture obviously you can picture a beach, so you can picture a beach the beach slopes into the water and it's a little bit deep right at the right at the where the water meets the sand. But then yeah. it popped back up into a big sandbar and a big sand and coral bar, and that's where we would put, we would walk on the sandbar, and it was yeah. this was like a kilometer long, so we'd walk along the sandbar, and as the because the surf would come over the sandbar, and then you know the waves would come over and pull out from there, and that's where right. we were spotting permits. But every day we were seeing you know two, three, four, five, six, you know permit, and uh, you know, uh, yeah. and so I'm just like I'm walking and I'm patrolling, and all of a sudden. All these little bonefish, as big as my hand, come sc- like yeah, just scooting yeah. out from behind me. Yeah. I was like, oh, whoa, crazy, a school of bone f- of baby bonefish. I was like, wow. that's kind of cool. Jeez. And then yeah. <laughs> following them was this like, yeah, this like three foot fucking, <laughs> like I think it was a lemon shark. Yeah, it was all white. I'm basing, my, I'm, I'm basing my, my knowledge off of uh, David Attenborough here. Yeah. So... It was like oh, just a so, shark following the school of boatfish. I was like, oh, yeah. man. Those bonefish yeah. are fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my God. But still, I was like, that's a scary to be a bonefish. Man, imagine if that was the case, that you kicked a bull shark. <laughs> be wild, man. Oh, my God. And it didn't eat I me. I like how Yelma's made-up story. You would he's fucking a freak, though. Oh, anyway, he's, yeah, a he's a hero. Anybody would. Yeah. Anybody would. It's insane. Actually, You know how I know that story's fake? Exactly. That's how I know that story's vague. Yelma fighting off a bull shark to save Aldo. Yoma, you'd be, you would run away. You'd be running screaming. <laughs> Yoma would have tossed Kester in the water and started running. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. Well, good Factor Fishes, Yoma. That was good. Hey. That was a good spooky edition of Factor Fishes. Yeah, that was very great. Scary, scary Halloween edition. Very oh, nice. I'm looking at so, like um, pictures of bull sharks right now. Oh, my Atlanta. I don't oh, think man, we would know it's there. I think we'd just be dead. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think... Like there's there wouldn't be yeah. like a mm, is that a bull shark? It would be like oh there's a bull shark eating me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh for sure for yeah. sure. Um, um, couple things, couple shout outs here, fellas. Um, first of all, wanted to just talk a little bit about FFI magazine, Fly Fishing um, International, Fly Fishing International, Gills That's right, Fly Fishing International, Gills Fly Fishing International. They have launched issue five of FFI magazine, mm-hmm. uh, which you can read at ffimagazine.com. Nice. We'll put the link in the show notes as well. Um, but check it out; it's a great, uh, great online magazine, and um, all the issues are, of course, full of awesome articles and uh, and and and, uh, and words about different fishing spots and destination trips and all kinds of stuff from anglers all over the world. Some really fantastic anglers. Um, and also FFI is going to have their new website up in the next week or so. So that'll be early November. So check back and you can actually go on there and, and view all the different editions as well as sign up for a membership for FFI magazine. So definitely 100% check that out. We'll put it in the show notes again. Um, although we also want to talk a little bit about chums, right? Yeah. Yeah. But before we do, um, yes, of course, I actually, I actually ran into guild today. I, I spent the last two days on uh, uh, steelheading. Yeah. And um which was awesome with uh, uh Josh on the fly. Yeah, still had the full I, swing down here, isn't it? 
Yeah, it is. I mean, I, you know, it's been an unseasonably warm fall. Yeah. Interesting to note, <clears throat> going back to me running into Jordan, I'll try to keep this brief. Yeah, yeah. But Jordan was saying some of his um, buddies who guide uh, in the open water in the Great Lakes, yeah, um, downrigging, are still catching steelhead at like 130 feet. Jeez. So there you go. So they're not even, they're not, they're not even staging yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are few rivers that um, have are starting to get their runs, and uh, so everybody's there. <laughs> so I uh, ran into Jordan and ran into Gil, and Gil and I were chatting about uh, about the new magazine and. Yeah. Some of his trips that he did this summer, and they seemed really awesome. Yeah, and, uh, which is really really cool, and um, and yeah, so yeah, if you go to flyfishinginternational.com, dot com, you can yeah, check out the magazine, yeah. <clears throat> exactly. You can uh, you can check out all the articles and stuff for free, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome that you know as as kind of COVID restrictions ease and things like that, people are starting to you know plan fishing trips abroad again, and and um, you know if you're fully vaxxed, you can. Start looking at trips abroad, and so check out Gills Fly Fishing International because you know they've got all kinds of amazing destination trips. So see what they might have percolating and, their head. And great Gilla. Canadian trips as well. And yes, that's a good point. Great trips just within Canada if that's where you're at, um, mm-hmm. or in the states if you're there or wherever. So yeah, check out Gill uh, Gills Fly Fishing International. You can actually find a link to their site on our website at the bottom of our website, or um, you know just look up Gills Fly Fishing International or ffimagazine.com. Ooh, big, yes. big girl. Big old shout out. Whoa, Yama's face. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Yama's face. But, yeah, the last two days uh, did some steelheading. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, not so great. Today, very great. Yeah, it was on today. Eh? Uh, jo- yeah, Josh and I um, landed four fish between the two of us, which is right pretty on. cool, and That's lost awesome. another one. That's a pretty good day in my oh, books. Yeah, it's a great day. And it's also great because um, I lost my first fish today, which is be the fifth steelhead I've lost this season. And if I kept losing fish, I was going to <laughs> jump into a bull shark's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you imagine know. if I landed all of them? I'd be six for, wait, that'd be I'd have seven, seven. That'd be crazy. Seven f- steelhead so far, and it's not even November. That'd be, be freaking cray-cray. That'd be wild. Um, cray-cray. But you know what? Today... But everybody on the everybody we ran into on the river yesterday wasn't doing so hot, and everybody today was. We on I fire. saw so many, I saw so many people land fish today. Yeah, it was awesome. Good vibes. Right ran on. into a bunch of people, a couple people that we knew, lots of people we didn't. Everyone's yeah. super friendly. A lot of fly anglers today. It was really cool. It was a nice, a good old oh, Southern and, Ontario day. Good old Southern Ontario day. And you know what, guys? You know, fall colors on the river. What's better than that? You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Tell me about it, man. Tell me about but it. But you know what? I did wake up this morning. Yeah. To fog. Ooh. Oh, ah! and a bunch of surf anglers standing on your front lawn. How did they get there? Ah! <laughs> what, did everybody I ran into today, were they real? I don't know. Maybe not. Ghost of Steelhead's past? Poet. Whoa, maybe those are all ghost steelhead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, although, let's talk about chums for a minute here. Chums, um, chums if you don't know. Which what are you doing? You gotta check out Chums. They're they're fantastic. Um, Chums Chums has got a special thing going on right now with us, right? Totally. I mean, anybody who's listened to us for the past, um, well, we became connected <coughs> with them um, at the beginning of the pandemic when we were doing all of the when we were doing weekly episodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, James at the time, James, uh, who was the marketing uh, guy over there, he's no longer with them. He's with. Jet boil, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway, long story short, um, we became connected with Chums back then. Chums, of course, they make 
where they came from making glasses um, retainers lanyards yeah <coughs> retainers for your sunglasses i mean yeah. we spent a lot of money on our sunglasses it sucks when you lose them yeah plus I've being able to many take, take them off your head and just but let them rest like uh, you use that function uh, i never thought i would need that function in my life i use it constantly yeah. driving i know at driving. the store whatever yep it's the best doesn't matter especially in these days of masks oh my gosh yeah 100 percent and you know they've expanded their product lineup to include uh, waterproof bags and and hats and and, yeah, and cool shirts and stuff. Uh, wicked shirts like Yilma, you use their little waterproof waist bag all the time. I do that little one. Yeah, I take it with me. Yeah, and your phone pouch as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah the phone pouch and stuff. It's and awesome. the suspenders uh, for winter camping. Uh, that's right. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, they're uh, they're 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 the you know they love us. We love them, uh, and because of that, they're. They're they're giving our listeners fifteen percent off. Oh, their baby! Purchase. Right on. And it's, and they I'm pretty sure they ship for free. And uh, although I don't know over the border, so don't quote me on that. But um, but there's a special code if you use SoFly15 at chums.com, you'll get fifteen percent off your purchase, um, which is sick. Yeah, little awesome. Halloween, little trick or treat for everybody. Trick or treat, treat for you. And honestly, like they have so many different kinds of chums that you can buy in the store. Like we've we've been lucky enough to to try a whole bunch of different kinds, and um, mm-hmm. you know, we've got the cloth kinds. We've got ones with different patterns on them, like brook trout patterns and whatever. We've got just like regular ones. We've got I have bead ones that come off the side I of love my sunglasses those ones. and go on my neck. Yeah, those are pretty, yeah. which cool, is super yeah. cool. And then lately, I've been using the wire ones with the yellow foam on the back so if they fall in water anytime i'm around water i i won't lose them mm-hmm. which is great because yeah, i almost did in texas that one time remember that i almost dropped your sunglasses in the ocean so if i had yeah. those we'd be good um so you know they've got so many different kinds go check them out in the store grab yourself a pair of chums come on yeah i've, I've got a pair i've got some that are made from recycled uh, fishing yeah. line, which i think is super rad yep um you know chums is always doing uh they're uh pulling their weight with uh conservation efforts and stuff for and sure where they're from in Idaho and around the world. And when the pandemic hit, they, they started a fund for, for guides, which I thought was awesome. So yep. that's what, that's why we like them. Yep. Uh, despite the product being good, you know, they're just good people. Yeah. Good people. So, yeah. Amazing product. 15% so, off. Let's go. So fly 15, use the code. So fly 15 at chums.com. When you check out for 15% off your purchase. Boom. Um, yellow, your camera's off. Where'd you go? Oh, What's going uh, on? I could, s- looks on with me. You get naked or something over there? What's what's going on? Oh, it's oh, like, you're back. Oh, oh, you're back. Look at that. Yay! Fully dressed. So Ooh. nothing scarier than Yelma with his shirt off, huh? Come on. Whoa. <laughs> um, have I been steel? Wow, my God, he just did it. Um, no, I haven't been steelheading. Really, I've I've been away for a couple weeks. So why were you away? Yeah, why is that, Mitch? Well, <laughs> as you two guys know, <laughs> uh, I got uh, got hitched. You guys were down there. We had a good time. Eh? Oh, it was a great time. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, we had a good old party, huh? Yay, Come on. Yay, yay, yay. I saw you two came down. You guys had your suits. You two I was had my there? suit. We, uh... No. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're on fire today, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a good time. We had a good time. Got I got married, and then uh, Steph and I just kind of chilled for like a week, and we're still part... Well, That's we're awesome. still chilling. I'm still in chill mode right now. I'm on vacation until... I guess it's Friday, so now it's just the weekend. Are you going to go steelheading? I a am a little Halloween fish. I might go in the morning. Yeah, I might go in the morning. the The river that I want to go to is a little high right now, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I think, aren't you? Are we drinking on Sunday? Is that what's happening? 
Well, if it doesn't rain, yeah, I thought we're going to have a little Halloween thing at your, at your house. And if it does rain, I'm going fishing. Oh, true. True. <clears throat> true. Oh, true. Yeah, it's been a slow start to the steelhead uh, season, but... Um, oh, uh, man, yeah. You had a good you know, day today. Gonna, had a good day today, and we're, we're, we'll get there, you know. We'll, oh, we'll get, get there, there, baby. It's all ahead of us right now. It's, it's you know, it's Halloween, uh, but November is November's the time, you know. November is the month, so... Uh, it's going to be a good one. Definitely going to get out a whole bunch and we'll have some fun. Mm-hmm. Get some chili going on the river, you know. Oh, baby. <laughs> you know, Shelly yeah, wants well, to go out. I'm going to take Shelly. We're going to go. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a good time. I mean, we've got um, we got some a float booked, our, our, our yearly float with Ian Troop. I know I'm pretty yeah. stoked for that on the mainland. Very stoked for yeah, that. Yeah, I love Ian. Got to see if Eric, Eric Lundo up Sagami wants to go out. I know he was out today and he got himself a big old splake on the swing. So, uh, oh. Whoa. Yeah, very interesting. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah. So, whole you know, a st- whole lot of weird stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's Halloween. Strange. Strange and scary. Moon. Creepy things. Mitch, any scary encounters? What's your scariest fishing story? Oh, man. From a from a from a scary perspective, not from like um I fell in waiting, I thought I was going to drown. <laughs> kind of perspective. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like not actually scary. Like, like. eerie. What's yeah. your what's eerie? And I'm not talking about Lake Eerie either. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Um <laughs> I have to agree, you know, like Jordan's story, like 100%. It's such a good uh, insight because it's like I've been fishing alone a lot of times or just in the woods a lot of times by myself and felt very uncomfortable and freaked out. And then your mind starts playing games on you and you're like, you know, you really send yourself through the the horror hoops, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Geez, what's a one time thing where I was like, geez, what was that? What was that? Come back to me. If you've got one in your head, come back to me. You have one? Yo, Matt, anything? Yo, me, you got one? Uh, I think it's always with me. Um, I think it's just... Wait. <laughs> it's like, I remember one time... I, You're in Arendelle Park? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, because like, if I'm alone, I'm like, is there a coyote looking at me or like some sort of bear or something? I know it's so stupid and irrational, but like... A coyote looking at me. A small dog. I get freaked out. Just looking at him. <laughs> 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 hey man coyotes are scrappy yeah um, yeah 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 yeah. um <laughs> coyote look <at laughs> i just love that Im- i just love that image of a coyote like 200 feet away just looking at yoma and yoma just fucking losing his mind <laughs> <laughs> the coyote's like what the hell is this guy <laughs> yeah um, yeah the coyote couldn't care less he's like yeah is that guy doing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i but don't know f- i'm trying to think of a good one i mean you know, Yelma, there's that one where Norm told us up in Attawapiskat. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Oh, oh, yeah. That was freaky. That was freaky. But do you know what, though? What? Are you know, I think I know what you're going to say. What? What am I going to say? That fishers, or what mm-hmm. animal is it, that screams, and they sound like a, f- they sound like a screaming true, woman. True. So the story goes, Norm <coughs> heard, a, heard a woman, like, blood-curdling scream, like, yeah, and just to paint the picture, like Norm, guide up in the Attawapiskat, there for like months by himself. You know, people come in for a week or whatever, but he was there, and it was like two weeks between people, no one there, like nobody there. So he's in the middle of like this insane wilderness, literally nowhere. Like you know, you fly two hours north of Hearst, Ontario, so it's like pretty remote. And you know, and if there is some crazy thing happening, it's not like he can just hop in a car. Like he's alone. And he told us this story, right? Yeah, you heard this blood curdling scream like three in the morning, in this in this, and it's a kind of an eerie place, you know, the Attawapiskat mm-hmm. where we were at Pym Island. Mm-hmm. Like it could be an eerie place. Talk about fog rolling in, you know. Um, 
And he heard that blood curdling scream at 3am that woke him up and he ended up going out of the cabin and it was across the river on an island. The scream was coming from there and it was like a woman screaming like she was just dying and he was like he was like totally freaked out and he's been guiding up there for like decades you know he's from like uh fort albany right born and raised i think that's where he's from um and so yeah it's like the screaming happening and he went the next day to see what the heck what it was was it like a dying moose or what the heck was it and there was no nothing there there was no tracks no fur no evidence of any kind of uh you know wildlife altercation he doesn't know what the heck it was but although it's fishers right some well, two, like there's that. two things in the, in the ontario woods that make that sound and and it, it could be a fisher or a cougar or a cougar uh, or a bobcat or something like that bobcat it's a, some sort of cat some kind of cat wild 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 cat yeah, and, and if you look but it I up mean, on YouTube, fishers, do fishers exist that far north? So I don't know. Mm, I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah. Cats do, that's for sure, but not. Yeah. I don't know. Freaky story. Freaky, 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 freaky story. story. And Norm, Norm would always say, it. you know, strange. Well, well, because he's been there for so long, and he, you know, he's always said strange things happen woods right that's what he said yeah, that's what strange he said. things, strange happen, things happen in the woods yeah and we're like, okay <laughs> scary he's freaking us out because there's a lot of sc- he had a lot of scary stories you know um, yeah, was just like lock the door <laughs> he's got this little time. piddly lock at the I know, all those yeah. like a bear it will just destroy the door with the lock <laughs> oh like, yeah yeah it wasn't like a bolt or anything it was just like that was a little, like a little house on, like, the, on the Little on the handle of the <laughs> yeah, and Holly would take awesome. him to the washroom all the time at night. Washroom, buddies. walk into the outhouse. I mean, it was pretty freaky up there, you know. It was freaky. It was. It was. Freaky. It's a very I eerie, mean, it was beautiful, scary, place. beautiful, beautiful. But that eerie beauty, you know, that's just like yeah. yeah. That, oh, I wasn't, you know, using the washroom at night. Are you crazy? I opened no. the door and just peed. I was like, <laughs> I am, I am not walking a step. I love it. Wolves in another <laughs> every day. Like, Literally, yeah. like bears on our deck, like the day before. Yeah. But anyways. Um, but you know, yeah, if you Google, you know, like a link, uh, like a cat, like a bobcat or a fisher cry, you'll find it on YouTube. The it's, sound it's, of it. It's fright. It's really alarming. It's extremely it's really, unsettling. Like, like if you I were camping and you I, heard it, that, you know, like, I think oh my even God. knowing that and hearing that you, oh you couldn't, you couldn't get the, you couldn't get the image of somebody dying. Especially if you're alone, you know, it'd be really hard to reason yourself too. You'd be like, oh, it's just a fisher. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be really hard to yeah, go YouTube it. Listen to it. Everybody listening, if you haven't heard it, go listen to it, and you'll see exactly. Like, it's it's a it's a trip. You should so, end the episode with the scream. Actually, yeah. <laughs> what the heck? It's an audio podcast. I'll put the I'll put that in here right now. Here here is what it sounds like. Here's a clip from YouTube of what it sounds like. Here we go. All right, guys. So it's currently what time is it? It's eleven thirty. And there's a fisher cat in my woods, so if you've never heard one, this is what it sounds like. It sounds like. Oh. Legit. A child screaming in the woods. Listen.
<laughs> See, it's it's terrifying. It's terrifying. So yeah, imagine hearing that alone in the woods. Yeah, forget that. Forget that all over the place. Forget. So that, that was a scary story. That was a scary story. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mm-hmm. that freaked me out. Yeah, that freaked me out. Um. Hey, Mitch, great idea for a podcast, man. It was fun. Yeah, well, you know, I hope everybody had fun listening and um, and everybody has a good Halloween. And and uh, mm-hmm. if you've got kids and you're going out trick-or-treating for the first time in a while because of the pandemic and, and you're going to go out and maybe get some candy for, for the kids, hey, rock and roll. I'm glad that, uh, you know, people are uh, getting out of the house again and things are, yep. you know, Bree and I together. are going to dress as um, Morticia and Gomez. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. And, uh, well, we're not going to hand out candy, but we're going to leave a bowl, like, you know, in a distanced way. Yeah. And just and just maybe decorate the house a little bit. That's a good idea. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. I love that. Because we're in a high child neighborhood. Oh, that's awesome. Hand out candy right They're on. not stoned kids kids walking around. I just mean there's a high concentration of children. <laughs> <around. laughs> we're high in a kid. high kid area. All these Holy <laughs> shit. Candy. <laughs> <laughs> damn, these damn kids with the no, munchies. No, that's me. That's just, yeah. that's just me. It's goddamn kids with the munchies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fabulous! Um, well, it. what's co- what's coming down the pipe for us? Yeah. Well, I'm going to Texas next week, so see you guys later. Oh yeah, damn! Have fun, you, Joel, um, Andy, uh, Andy. and Gene. Me, Joel, Andy, and Gene mm-hmm. from and a recent uh, episode. Dodd, yeah. and, and our guides, uh, Matt Dodson and Joe at Blue Lagoon Lodge. The Rock and roll. So we'll have a podcast about that um, in the coming. Yeah. Months. And What's the next, next episode, our next episode is a steelheading episode with the uh, the one and only Rick Kustic, who uh, is a steelheading you know legend guru. Yeah, from, fitting uh, for November fifteenth. Oh okay. heck yeah! So so Actually, tune you know that. Funny? I ran into your uncle. To, see, I just been telling you the, the river was 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 it was a social event today. Yeah, yeah. So I ran into your uncle. Yeah. Um, today, and he was talking about Rick. Oh, there you go. Because he was talking to us about the Cataraugus River, and he oh. said one. He said since the borders are. Uh, yeah, opening yeah. back up, he said, that's something we've got to do. Oh, yeah. And he said, sure. and if we can rope Rick into taking us, he said, you'll have a <clears throat> you'll have a very good day. Oh, yeah. Rick is awesome. Yeah. Oh, maybe we... I'm excited for that one. Yeah, we should go fishing with Rick. We should definitely message him. He's an awesome dude. So that's going to be the next episode on November 15th, but uh, we look forward to that. And uh, although have fun in Texas. Yeah, I'll, I'll record a little little po- little snippets with the, with the crew. Hell, yeah. And uh, everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. Um, happy Halloween. Uh, that's it for me, Mitch. Yeah, Aldo? Happy Halloween. Uh, happy Halloween, Yama. Happy Halloween Yama. to you too, Aldo. And... Uh, Boo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ah! Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You can find all of our content at SoFly.ca. Reach out via email by sending your questions or comments to info at SoFly.ca. Find us on Instagram at the SoFly Crew. Thanks for listening.